Hello sisters, um, how's everyone doing? Um, just uh, another audio message, I just want us to, to think about Satan. Um, I feel like in, in, in a lot of churches um, at the moment, we, we talk about God's love and we talk about salvation. And we talk about, um, you know, God being a God of love. And that's all true. And that's all, you know, that's all biblically based. But part of me feels like we sometimes forget to talk about Satan, the enemy, um, the serpent, the father of lies, the prince of darkness the ruler of this of this world he's mentioned so many times in the bible now ultimately he's not important because the bible says that he has been defeated um in two colossians the bible says that you know christ put to shame the works of the devil on the cross of calvary and so ultimately He's not important because he has been defeated. However, he will be a thorn in the side of every believer as we go through this life. And so we need to be aware of him. We need um, to, to be watchful. The Bible says, you know, be, be watchful, be alert, pray continuously, be, be of sober mind. Um. We cannot ignore him and we must not ignore him. If we do so, it will be to our peril because you can only fight or prepare against what you do know and who you do know. Um, if you're completely unaware of him and his devices and his schemes, then he can sometimes catch you unawares and, 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 and you can sometimes fall temptation to his to his lies and his deception and, and his snares without even knowing it because you're not even aware that he exists. Now, in some cultures, um, he is given way too much audience and time than I would, you know, I would, I would, I would, I would have spent on him. Um, however, in other cultures, like, you know, like, for example, in our Western world, I don't think we talk about him enough. I don't think we... Um, shed light on who he is enough we you know he's kind of mystified and and always oh, a bit you know it's a it, it sometimes it's a bit you know um gruesome or not very palatable you know talking about satan or the devil but i think he's important and i think we cannot ignore him and we must not ignore him as the body of, of christ because he is there i mean he even tempts jesus when jesus is in the desert Satan comes to him. He's been, Satan is the reason for the fall. He came to Eve as the serpent. He is there. The only person in the history of humanity that has been able to 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 to, to not sin and not fall um, for any of his vices or snares is Christ. The Bible says Christ, he, you know, 
Christ is the only man who is without sin or who was without sin and still is without sin. For all of us have fallen short of God's glory because of the enemy. And so I I want us to be aware of him. Okay, I I want us to, to pay attention to him. Sometimes things will happen in our lives and they're completely coincidental. Sometimes things will happen and they'll just happen. They're just happenings. And other times things will happen because the enemy is trying to stop you from achieving something. Or hinder you. Or hinder your walk walk with God. Or hinder your relationship with God. He's actively, actively out there trying to hinder us in job um you know the 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 devil when it says um depending on which version you're reading but you know one of the i think it's the niv it says um god's sons come and present themselves to god um and god says and then satan comes um with God's sons. Um, so you know. Chapter 1 for example. Um, verse 6 it says. One day the angels came to present themselves before the Lord. And Satan also came with them. The Lord said to Satan. Where have you come from? Satan answered the Lord. From roaming throughout the earth. Going back and forth on it. I want you to consider this. Because. This is Satan telling, you know, God what he's been doing. I mean, God obviously knows where Satan's been, but he just wants Satan to say it. And and, 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 and this being written is, is for our benefit, you know. God knows where Satan's been. He didn't need to ask him that question. But this being recorded is for our benefit to know. The Bible says, you know, he's, he's roaming around like, a, like a, a, a roaring lion looking for who to devour. He is very, very much in this world. The Bible describes him as the ruler of this world. It says we wrestle not against um, flesh. The weapons of of our warfare are not flesh. They're not carnal. They're mighty. We're pulling down strongholds. We wrestle against principalities and powers. So I I want us to think of this. Chapter 2. Another day. Chapter 2 verse 1. On another day, the angels came to present themselves before the Lord. And Satan also came with them to present himself before him. And the Lord said to him, said to Satan, where have you come from? Satan answered the Lord, from roaming throughout the earth, going back and forth on it. Let's be aware. Satan is out there. Paul talks about him in his letters. He's out there. He's trying to stop the work of God. He's trying to stop the children of God from having a relationship with him. He will put temptations in our ways. He will put hindrances in our ways. 
he will make life as difficult as he can for us to get us to turn our backs away from God. But if we're not even aware that he is there or we refuse to think about him because he's just not a nice subject, quote unquote, a nice subject to think about. And, and, and so we just kind of put him to the back of our minds and not pay him any attention. We are most likely going to fall in his traps. So let us be alert. Let us not be ignorant to the devices of the devil. Let us not be ignorant to the existence of the devil. He is alive. And he's trying to stop the kingdom of God from progressing here on earth. And he will do whatever it takes. I mean, you only have to look at the, the, the story of Job to see how far this, this cretin will go to stop us. And so let us be aware sometimes that, you know, sometimes when people offend us, it might not necessarily even be the people that are offending us. Sometimes it might just be the enemy using them to put things in our ways because he knows that when you're angry with that person, take for example, um, I'll just give you a really vague example, a, a couple, a husband and a wife, they have something important coming up for their children that they need to pray about, they need to join together in faith to pray about for their children because I don't know, they, they, their children are travelling or they're writing an important exam or or, or, or something important is happening in the children's lives and, and this husband and, and, and the wife and the you know the mum and the dad need to come together in, in prayer of agreement to pray over these children. And so two days before they start this prayer that they've been planning about, they've been planning for, what happens? They, they start fighting, they start arguing over the most silly reason I mean, something that they, they ordinarily would not even notice. Maybe he says something, she takes it the wrong way, or she says something, and he doesn't like the tone of voice she's used. And so, and so a couple who have been living fine for the last month, they've not had a, a single argument for a month or six months or a year or however long, but two days before they start this very important prayer of agreement over their children, this ridiculous fight happens and it escalates because none of them will apologise. None of them would seek God's face and forgive. None of them would recognise that it's the devil, the enemy, trying to put a stop to this important prayer and be willing to, to be the bigger person and forgive. Because pride will set in and one person will wait for the other one to apologise first. And so it escalates. And so one day to the prayer, it's getting worse. They're not even speaking to each other. And on the day when they're supposed to do the prayer, wow, you know, he wakes up, he storms off to work. She wakes up, drops the kids off at school and she storms away. And that day comes and that day passes. And they're not even speaking to each other, let alone praying together. Or the flip side of that is they're, they're, they're praying together, but they're not praying with one heart and one accord. They're not praying in agreement because they're angry towards each other. 
And the Bible says if the Lord should regard iniquity in our hearts, he will not hear our prayers, he will not answer us and say they're going to God. The Bible says if you, if, if you bring your gifts to the old altar and you, and you know that you have something against your brother, lift your gift and first go make peace with your brother. And so they're coming to God, but they're angry at each other. And so they can't pray and they can't concentrate and they can't thank God and they really cannot be genuine. They can't worship him in spirit and in truth because they, they, there's anger and bitterness towards each other there. That is stopping them and hindering their prayer life. And so heaven forbid what happens. The child or the children that they were meant to be praying over because he had, you know, they had an important, I don't know, let's call it a school trip to go to. The parents didn't pray. They didn't, you know, the children go on the trip and something bad happens. But they, they didn't cover their children. And can you see how the enemy has just by something insignificant? Because then what happens? Something bad happens. Then the parents start blaming each other. They can't get out of that cycle. What happens? The family breaks up. Two, three years later, they're still arguing over the fact that, I don't know, the child died or, or the child became disabled and they really can't, they can't move past that. What happens? The family breaks up. It's a, it's a broken home statistic. I'm not saying all broken homes are bad homes, don't get me wrong. But God's ideal is for children to be raised in a, in a Christian family unit. And so, you know, the home breaks up. That has an effect on the, ch on the children. Or the children that are left. Because now, the, you know, the parents are divorced. And they're both trying to parent these children separately. And that has emotional consequences for the children. And the children will often take those, I'm not saying children that grow up in, 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 in family unit Christian homes don't have baggage, I'm, I'm sure they do. But I'm just talking about in this particular instance, the children come from a divorced, broken home, they have their baggage, they take that into their own families when they grow up and get married. And so can we see how just that one incident that the, that the enemy placed by that one comment that was taken the wrong way by the by the man or the woman can we see how that and that pride that refusal to forgive and um, you know the devil was just roaming around the earth going back and forth and saw that family and thought oh if only I could just plant a seed of discord in that family and just watch it all go to ruin but if they were aware, if they were aware of, of the devil and his, and his schemes, could they maybe have prayed to avert it? Could they have really seen it for what it was? As the devil trying to get in, in between them at this very important time when they had something big coming up that they had to pray for, for their children. Even if they didn't have anything big coming up. Could they maybe have seen it, that it was the devil trying to sow a seed of disunity and discord in their marriage and let something small fester and turn into something big? You know, so I want us to be aware, just at the back of our minds, let's just constantly always have in mind that, that he's bold enough to present himself before God. 
when the angels went to present themselves before God, he was bold enough to go present himself there. So, you know, kudos to, the, to, 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 the, to this fella. He, you know, he's bold and he'll try anything. And he actually presents himself to God and he tells God where he's been. He doesn't need to tell God that. God, God asks him really for our benefit so that it should be written down for us. Because God wants him to say it. And so I want us as believers to, to constantly at the back of our minds just always know, remember, in his own words, Satan said, he's been roaming throughout the earth, going back and forth on it. So in our minds as believers, whilst we're still on this earth, Satan is the ruler of this world. Let us constantly have at the back of our minds that he's roaming the earth back and forth, looking at where to put put potholes and looking at where to put pitfalls for us and he's constantly looking at where to trip us up and I'm not saying every single bad thing that happens in our lives is down to Satan no some some just happen some are just coincidences but what I am saying is that he is active he's actively trying to stop us from living the life that God wants us to live from having a relationship with God he's actively doing that and so let us not be unaware of that let us always have the back of our minds that he is constantly roaming the earth, going back and forth in it. Constantly looking for ways to trip us up and, and, and draw us away from God and towards himself. And it's only when we know that we can pray against it, that we can recognise it. God bless you all. Stay watchful. Stay alert. Stay sober. Um, until I see you, until I come to you again.